Good afternoon. Today is Tuesday, September 1st, also known as August 32nd. It is 6.59, nope, 5.59 p.m. And I would like to tell you about something absolutely amazing that happened today at Albertsons, the grocery store, just up the street. And it's kind of weird because I really wasn't going to go to the store. I didn't want to spend any more money on food. I've been, you know, going out every day because you know, <laughs> I'm a glutton and, and I am really moody. Who of you is surprised to hear that? I'm moody in that I won't eat something unless I'm really in the mood for it. And it's weird. I mean, I'm probably most people don't want to eat stuff they're not in the mood for, but I'm kind of extreme. And I'll give you an example of that. Again, here's me launching into a weird tirade that has nothing to do with anything, but here we go. So I will decide that I really want a particular food item for dinner. I really, I really have to have stuffed green peppers or I really have to have meatloaf, whatever it is. And so actually not even those because those don't really take that long. But like say I'm just really craving barbecued pork. It's going to take several hours in the crock pot or I want jambalaya, whatever. Something that takes a little while to cook. I'm craving it. I'm craving it. I've been wanting it for days. I finally go and get the ingredients. I put it in the crock pot and it'll cook and I'll be smelling it all day. And by the time it's done, I'm so sick of the smell of it that I can't stand it and I don't want to eat it. <laughs> and I'll just go over to In-N-Out Burger and get a burger. So crazy. So I'm kind of weird that way. I'm extremely fussy. But also, if I really like something and I'm really in the mood for it, I can eat it 75 days in a row and not get sick of it. Weird. Anyway, I have been very indulgent with myself as I am with most things. I'm indulgent about food, blah, blah, blah. And um, I just thought, you know, I don't really want to do that. I, I have some delicious, amazing pork adobo that I have pressure canned. I wasn't sure if it would work, but I thought, why shouldn't it work? You can certainly pressure can pork. There's a wonderful recipe in the Ball Canning Book, the new edition, for barbecued pork. And I'm telling you, it is insane. It is so good. Oh, my God. You make the barbecue sauce yourself. Simmer it. You do all that. And I thought, why couldn't I do pork? It's just a little different. And I've done this pork adobo in the crock pot. It's a Filipino recipe. And I'm telling you, it's so good. So I tried it. And yes, amazing. So I thought... I've got pork adobo. I'll just, you know, make some rice and I'll have that. I don't really want to be spending any money. There's no reason for me to go to the store. But for some reason, I just thought, you know what? It's fine. I'm just going to go to the store really quick. So around 1, maybe 1.30ish, I decided, all right, I'll go to the store. Store's just up the block. Uh, uh, pardon me. And, um, I thought, okay, I'll, I'll just get the chicken fingers. I like the chicken fingers from the deli. I also, I really like Albertsons because their produce is, in general, very, very good. So I wanted to, you know, get some lettuce. I always like to buy lettuce and whatever because I like salad. So I checked before I left. I still have lettuce and celery and cucumbers. They seemed fine, but I thought, you know, I'll use those and then I'll have some more. Anyway, the first thing I did when I went in is I went to the deli. And they said they were going to make some fresh chicken fingers. Come back in about 10 minutes. Okay, great. The produce section is right next to the deli. And so I decided, let me go through the produce section. I'm going to look at the fruit. You know how you do. And I wasn't in a hurry. I just was having a nice time. I didn't think I'd be there very long, but I had 10 minutes to kill because that's how long it takes for them to do the chicken fingers. So 
you know, I went deeper into the produce section and toward the back of the store and over by the cantaloupe and the watermelons, I saw this little old man standing there with his white hair. He just had on a blue t-shirt and a pair of pants with kind of a makeshift belt. It was red. And he was standing there all by himself, just reading the weekly ad. You know, you pick up an ad when you walk in, they've got the stands with all the circulars there and you just pick it up and look and see what's on special, whatever. And he was just doing that. And I, as I, as I, you know, first saw him, I was behind him and I was walking toward him kind of, cause he was at the back of the store. And I thought, you know, he reminds me of Bruce, little sweet, little old man. And I guess the way he was standing there slightly hunched and I thought maybe he's in pain you know maybe his feet hurt maybe his back hurts he's he's a little old man he had to be in his late 70s his hair was completely white and um you know when you look at their skin their skin is so it's like tissue paper it's so delicate and so so fragile you know it's almost like if you touch them too harshly why would you do that? But if you touch them not gently enough that you might tear their skin, it just, you know what I'm talking about. It's translucent. You can see through it. I call it mottled because you can see the different colors. You can see their veins and whatever. So that's kind of, that was my perception of him. And he just reminded me of Bruce. And it was weird too, because, you know, I thought about this after I got home and was thinking about the events of the day. When I, when I first went in, I went right through the doors and went straight to the deli and I thought I'm only going to grab a head of lettuce I might grab some milk and I'll get these chicken fingers but after I went to the deli and they said yeah it'll be about 10 minutes I decided to go back and get a basket because I thought eh, maybe I'll do a little shopping maybe I'll pick up a few things so as I went over and got a basket I noticed all of these oh there had to be eight of them eight of the uh what would you call them the motorized baskets, you know, where people who are older or disabled, whatever, can sit and ride. And I thought about Bruce and I just thought, oh, this would have been so nice because it was difficult for him to walk. His feet were numb and he was older, you know, and I, I was thinking of that. So anyway, so, you know, I, I saw the little, little man and of course I regarded him and I, I, I noticed him. Um, and was thinking about him and then I wasn't thinking about him anymore. I went over to get some milk sour cream. I really last night wanted granola for some reason. So I thought, oh, let me go look at the cereal. You know, I just was looking around at stuff. So I figured enough time had passed. The Sargento cheese was on sale. So I bought Havarti and some of their cheddar blend. I love their mozzarella. Sargento is really good. It's on sale for $2.50. I'm like, I have to have that. I can't tell you how much cheese I have in my fridge. I am a cheese person. I have a whole cheese drawer. It's crazy. It is crazy. You would think I'm obsessed with cheese, which I probably am. Anyway, so that was nice. That was a nice find. And um, and then I decided, okay, it's probably been enough time. I'm going to go back over and get the chicken fingers. And then I probably need to, you know, get home because I have to go to work today. So got the chicken fingers, put them in the basket. And I had a couple of things. I did have lettuce. I had, what else did I have from the produce? I bought some lemons. I bought some avocados and you know, they have installed some new self checkout things. You know what I'm talking about? So you can just scan it, bag it yourself. You don't have to wait 
3,000 mile long lines. But because I had produce and they would need to have a code entered and I didn't want to stand there and take time to do that, I thought I'll just go to one of the checkers. They weren't particularly busy and there were two that were open and I almost went to the second one. I didn't know the checker that I saw at the first one. She had red hair. That doesn't mean anything. It's just that I knew the other woman and I'd seen her and talked to her before. And, you know, I'm, I'm there. It's the store I like to shop at. But for some reason, I just went to this first one. And um, as I was just kind of mindlessly taking things out of my basket and putting them on the conveyor belt, I noticed that the little old man was right in front of me. She had rung him up and was in the process of ringing him up as I approached. And then as I am, you know, putting the milk and putting the lettuce and whatever else on the conveyor belt, I can hear that she's counting, okay, 85, okay, that's 95, you know, and I kind of glanced over and could see that he had his fist full of coins. And then I heard her say, okay, that's $4, okay, 415, okay, 425, you know, whatever, kind of counting like that. And I thought I should pay for his. And I continued loading stuff, and it was all within a matter of seconds. And then she said, okay, it's $6 and whatever, $6 and change. And as I I had looked at it, I had glanced, but hadn't really taken it in, but it occurred to me, he's counting change to pay for his little groceries. And I don't even know what he bought. I don't even know what it was. But whatever it was, he was trying to pay for it with this little fistful of coins. And so then I said, I, I'll pay for his. I, I got it. And I said it quietly, you know, I think the hesitation was that I, I didn't really want to speak out. I didn't really want to, you know, cause a scene or, and I didn't want him necessarily to see that. I definitely did not want to embarrass him at all. You know, you don't want anyone to think that you're pitying them. And it wasn't pity. It was, it was just pure love. This little sweet little person just trying to pay for his food. And it just all, I don't know. So she told him, she said, it's okay. And she, she said, she's got it or, or whatever she said. And then she handed him back the fistful of coins and he was absolutely shocked. I mean, he was literally shocked. He, he kind of turned toward me, but I don't think he made eye contact. And then he, he got his groceries and he had the handful of money and he started walking away. And then she said to me, she said, ah, oh, you made him cry. And of course, I started to cry and she started to cry and he'd only gotten a few steps. But then he turned around and started walking back toward me and he was crying and I could see that. And he said, you have no idea what I'm going through right now. You just don't know. And he kept repeating that. And I wanted to hug him. I wasn't even really listening. I was just looking at him. And he had his little surgical mask on. And he's this little frail, precious little person standing in front of me crying. And I didn't hug him. I wanted to. But I didn't hug him because I thought, no, I shouldn't hug him. I, I don't know him. And of course, COVID is a, is a real thing. So, But I did reach out. And I was stroking his arm right around, you know, right about his elbow. I was kind of rubbing the side of his arm. And and he was crying and I was crying and the cashier was crying. And then another cashier had come over and she was crying. And I happened to look just a little bit to my right. That's where the self-checkout, you know, registers are. And there was a woman standing there and she was completely stopped and she was watching. She wasn't crying. 
But she may have been just looking to see why is this old man crying? Why did he turn around? Are they being mean to him? I don't know what she was thinking, but she stopped and was observing this also. And I'm sure that he said thank you. And I'm sure that I said, you're welcome. You're welcome. I don't remember. I just remember him saying, you have no idea. Well, and the thing is, he had said it as he was walking away. And the cashier said that to me. And then she said, oh, you made him cry. And then he turned around. So she had already told me what he was saying. I didn't hear it. I was too far away from him, you know, back near the end of the conveyor belt and only speaking loud enough for her to hear me. And then he was closer to her. So you can understand. But I was so moved. And I mean, $6 and change. And that, that is such a small amount, you know, and in that moment, in those moments, I was just thinking about how thankful I am. You know, I'm sitting there with Pop-Tarts and Oreos that equal more than $6. And this little man is counting change. And now, again, I don't know what he bought. I have no idea. And you know what? I know I have my receipt and it might be on there. It might be on there. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter at all. But I wish that I had done more. I did not have my wallet. I rarely ever take my wallet anywhere. I, I keep it in my car so that I don't forget it. And then what I do, because I don't carry my purse with me, I don't like to do that, is I'll take my phone and my debit card and that's it. I don't take cash anywhere. I just don't. And, um, and it's bothered me since then because I thought, you know, I could have asked her to go ahead and add $20 on, you know, because it always asks you if you want cash back. I could have done that, but I just, I didn't think of it. And that makes me sad. That was a missed opportunity. And it does make me sad. I could have done that and I didn't, but I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to kick myself over that, even though I kind of am, I'm feeling, and I wish I would have seen where he went, but I was so caught in that moment and the emotion and all of us looking at this situation with this sweet little person. And I was thinking, I'm so fortunate. I have a wonderful job. You know, I'm young. I can make more money. I'm strong. I just was thinking of all the things that I'm thankful for. And this sweet little person, you know, I have such an affinity for older people. I always have since I was a little girl. I don't know why. But that was my favorite thing to do would be to go and perform at the old folks' homes. And anytime we did shows for old people, I just loved it. And I have such great memories. You know, my dad's class, we would go. I remember one time we did a show and a little old lady told me that I reminded her of her granddaughter. I was in fifth grade at that time. And I remember eating a green apple sucker. It was like a craft bazaar kind of situation. And there were some other things going on and we performed and the little old people were just so appreciative. They were just so adorable. So adorable. So I've always just loved them. Loved them so much. And um, here was this little sweet little creature standing in front of me who reminded me of Bruce. You know, it was just the way he was standing. And Bruce was a big guy. Bruce was 6'4". But, you know, of course, as he got older, he became weaker. He was a big man, a really big guy. But he became weaker and, you know, he fell several times and I had to actually pick him up, literally pick him up off the ground. And in those moments, I was so thankful that I'm as big as I am that I have strong muscular legs and that I have broad shoulders because if I was a smaller woman of, of smaller stature, I would not have been able 
to pick him up unless I was a bodybuilder or something, you know. So I I found gratitude in things that had been kind of the bane of my existence and things that had made me feel really bad about myself. When it mattered, it mattered. And I was so thankful. So anyway, that's a little bit about Brucey. And this man was not a big man like Bruce. This was just a little average. He was smaller than me. And he was just a little, a little old man just trying to live, just in the grocery store buying food. And he was by himself. And, you know, $6 and change. And, you know, I've said this before and I've written it. When you do something for someone else, the gift is for you. <laughs> yes, they benefit, but you're the one who really benefits. He would have been able to pay for that food. He would have. He had He had enough cash, I'm sure, that he really went over it in his mind and he was looking at the ad and I'm, I don't know what it was, but I'm sure that he knew how much he could afford to spend and that's what he was staying within, you know, and it would have been okay. But... You know, how easy was that for me to just say, I got it. I got it. And I don't know what he'll do with that. He can buy food again tomorrow or, or two days from now or whatever. It gives him a little bit of an extra, just a little bit of extra time, a little bit of, I don't even want to say ease because that's really not ease. But the gift was for me. And the gift was also for the other people that were there. Because they know how they felt. They know how they felt. You know, for the cashiers to be crying. And that, that other shopper wasn't crying, but she saw it. And who knows what she was thinking. And hopefully, hopefully it would inspire them. Even if it doesn't inspire them to ever do that. One of the cashiers said, oh, it's a random act of kindness. And I told them as I was crying, I said, he reminds me of my husband who died a year ago. And I said, he was much older than me. You know, he was 72. But I said... He just reminded me and I told him about how I had seen the little guy standing there by himself in the produce section and had thought that he reminded me of my husband. <clears throat> you know, and as I kind of look at the scene, obviously now a little bit of time has passed, a few hours. It's like, you know, when you have a dream and you're in the dream, but you're also looking at it from a distance. You're looking at it as an observer. So you can see everything. I can see all of that and I think... What if these were angels that were watching? You know, I talked about that before when I um, was speaking in the podcast called What If That Was El DeBarge. <laughs> this man was clearly not El DeBarge and he was not my brother and it wasn't Bruce. You know, but the people that were standing around. So you don't know who is witnessing this. You don't know who these people are. You don't know. And I thought about that because everybody stopped and watched. Everybody you know, well, there weren't very many people in the store. I mean, it was just the, the cashiers. And then uh, before I left, a third cashier had come over. And I've seen her in there before and joked around with her. So there were three cashiers who witnessed this, plus the shopper who was then gone and then the little man himself. There was nobody behind me that I can remember. You know, very mellow, easy day in the grocery store. But... But who knows who was in that store? Who knows? And who knows who that little man was? He, what if he, you know, I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, that looks so much, he reminds me so much of Bruce. <laughs> what if it was? And, you know, talking about Bruce, 
Bruce would have done the same thing. Bruce was the kindest person. He would have helped that little man. Bruce, well, Bruce did carry cash, so Bruce would have given him cash too, and I would have if I would have had it. And I told the cashier that too. I'm like, I wish I had some money on me. I just, I don't have any. And he was already gone. See, and I'm going to feel bad and I'm going to regret. Why didn't I just ask her to add 20 bucks cash back and just give it to him? But I, I don't want to think about that because that, that makes me sad and I don't want to feel sad about that. There will be other opportunities and hopefully other people will will see this man wherever he is and will help him. And not just him, but, but anyone. Anyone that you can help. Any anyone that you can help. It's so small. Six dollars and change. Can you imagine? Six dollars and change to buy yourself the most priceless gift ever. And the priceless gift is the feeling that you have in that moment. That's, that's the gift. It's not even knowing, okay, I helped my fellow man. That's nice. But there's nothing to compare to that feeling of being in that moment. And I don't know, just everything the way it came together and realizing. And I certainly did not expect him to get emotional. I didn't even see that coming at all. At all. I had no idea. And for him to cry and to say, you have no idea what I'm going through right now. You just don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to cry. I mean, I don't need to know. I would, I would do that anyway, because I have time, you know, and this goes to kind of contradict what I've said when I say none of us know how much time we have. We may think we have all the time in the world and we may not, but I have the time right now. And I know that at least probably for the next little while, unless I drop dead of a sudden heart attack or something, I'm probably going to live to make some more money and I'm going to have a paycheck coming in. I have, I have time. Let's just pretend that, that there aren't any horrible catastrophes that are going to occur and that I'm going to stay healthy and, and alive and I'm going to live a nice long life. I'm 50 years old. And this little man, let's just say he was 75. Let's just say he was 70. He had to be older than that. I have 20 years on this guy. Or he's got 20 years on me. I have 20 years to make more money and to work. So my little $6. And you know, if, if it was a struggle for me, I could have put back the Oreos, which I never buy, by the way. They were on sale. So I bought Oreos, but you know what they are? They're two for $8 in the store. That is crazy. Albertsons is super expensive, so I don't like going there. I'll buy stuff if it's on special. They were on special. And the Pop-Tarts were on special, and it's rare to find cherry Pop-Tarts, but they were on special. And the Sargento. I'm not paying four fifty for a package of Sargento. I don't care how good it is. That's crazy. But it was on sale for two forty nine, So that's why I bought Sargento. So I could have put all that stuff back. I don't need any of that. I don't need Pop-Tarts. I don't need Oreos. Okay, I need cheese. But I could put the Oreos back and the Pop-Tarts back. And I think, damn it, why didn't I give him the chicken fingers? I could have just given those to him. I could have given him I could have given him everything that I was buying. Yeah, and then I feel and you know it's weird, it's reminding me, and I am not comparing myself to Schindler. Please, please don't think that. But it reminds me of the scene in Schindler's list when he must escape because the liberation has occurred and he is a war criminal and he knows he's got to go and he's talking to 
the Jewish people that he saved that worked in his factory and he's crying and he's saying, I could have done more, I could have done more. This lighter, I could have gotten two people for this. And, and this pin, I could have gotten at least one more person for this. And he's crying and he's so devastated because he could have done so much more. That's such a compelling scene. And you're watching it and you're just thinking, oh my God, but you did so much for, look at all these people standing here that you saved. He has nothing to feel bad about. So again, please don't think that I'm comparing myself to him because I'm not. I'm not. But I just do feel like, you know, I could have done more. I should have thought of this. I should have thought of that. Well, maybe next time. Maybe I will. Maybe maybe I need to keep in mind all the time. What can I do? I need to look for opportunities. I wasn't looking for any opportunity. I wasn't thinking at all about anything. I was I was moved and feeling love, thinking about Brucey and thinking how this little man reminded me of him, the way he was standing there. And he just, he just reminded me of my Brucey and how I would want someone to be kind to him. And that was it. And I wasn't thinking about anything else. But the gift is for me and the gift is for you. When you do something for someone else and you see their reaction, that reminded me after my dad died, I was thinking about this not too long ago you know, just this afternoon, thinking about that the gift really is for the giver. It's not for the recipient. After my dad died, I, of course, had all of his things, and I didn't know what to do with it. A ton of clothing. My dad was such a clothes horse. And <clears throat> I thought, I'm going to donate these to the VFW. VFW stands for Veteran of Veterans of Foreign Wars. That was really important to me. I wanted to do that. And so Brucey and I found, I found the local VFW chapter, which by the way, doesn't even exist anymore, but it did at the time. And I called and asked if I could bring some things over and they were very grateful for that. And I went and Brucey went with me and we brought in several boxes worth of shoes and clothing. Now my dad kept his things in absolutely pristine condition. He dry cleaned his jeans and t-shirts. I mean, he was very, very, very meticulous. He spent a ton of money. He was a fashion plate. He really was. I'll tell you about that sometime. I still have his Brioni ties and pocket squares. I have those. I didn't give those away. But I did give away all of his, uh, most of his clothing. I didn't give away his Brioni suits or his Hickey Freeman suits. Um, anyway, Bruce and I were both extremely emotional after we got in our car to drive away and Bruce said did you see the way those men came and started looking through the shoes the gratitude in their eyes and I know that they told us thank you thank you you know I know that they did but to see them you know these are people who have sacrificed so much and who have so little and are dependent on the generosity and the charity of other people just for basic basic need things and that feeling is the most unbelievable feeling and it's impossible to describe it and Bruce and I were both so emotional to to give to a human being or human beings who really need things and it doesn't it it doesn't cost you anything it doesn't hurt you it's not taxing it's not difficult and just to see, to see the difference it makes in somebody's life. And you know what, even if you don't see the difference, just to know that. But 
we've been so lucky that we've had the opportunity to see the difference and to see the reaction. And today, again, you know, this, and then I think of that scripture, inasmuch as ye have done it unto these, the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. I think about that. This little person could be the least. This is a little frail, helpless. I don't want to say helpless. I know I'm assuming a lot and I don't want to make it worse or more than it was. But think about a person at the end of their life. And, and when you're in the grocery store and you're counting change and also, you know, his response and his reaction informs us of the real situation. If he cried and he did cry because somebody paid $6 for his food, $6 was enough to make him cry. Think about that. Think about, think about the situation that he must be dealing with that I don't know. So yeah, that was, yeah. So I was thinking about something that Abraham Hicks has said in one of these videos and talking about don't ignore these impulses. You know, these are these impulses that tell you, like the one thing that sticks in my head is, you know, take your take your burrito to the beach to eat it for a minute, you know, or or go and, and take that walk. Go over there and look at that flower that, that you just noticed. Go Go do this or that. Just little minor things. And when you follow those impulses, it's... It's the universe that's giving you these impulses for some reason. And that was really compelling to me today because I was not going to go to the store. I hadn't showered and a boy, believe me, I need to, you know, but I had my hair back in a bun because I always pull it in a bun. Um, I made the mask that I wear and it's got sequin straps, which get tangled in my hair. So I keep it in a bun. I hadn't taken a shower and I need to, I need to. But And I was wearing very casual clothing. In fact, I had to double check to make sure my shirt wasn't on inside out. Because usually my shirt is inside out when I'm in the house because my skin is super sensitive and the tags are scratchy. So I wear my shirts inside out. Same with my pants. The tags are scratchy. I wear them inside out. So I just made sure and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to go over there. I don't really want to spend some money, but you know what? Yeah, I might want cereal. I wanted it last night. I have milk in the fridge, but I'm not sure if it's spoiled. And I had cut up a watermelon that I bought several days ago and just ate that instead. Not all of it, of course, but, you know, I didn't go to the store last night and I thought maybe I'll want cereal tonight. Maybe I'll want granola. I was wanting that last night. Mueslicks, whatever. I'll go. I'll just go. I'll run over there. And <clears throat> the reason I was telling you about the different things I was picking up in the store, the different items, is because the timing had to be perfect for me to be right behind that man. That's also why I mentioned the fact that I had produce. And that's why I didn't go through the self-checkout. Because ordinarily I would if I just had to scan things through. That's super fast. There are like 12 open self-scan things rather than waiting behind someone at a checkout counter. And I also went to this woman that I hadn't gone to before. And I was going to go to the other checkout counter. But I went ahead and went to her and and he just happened to be there and I didn't even see him when I approached. I didn't even pay attention. Think about that. You don't pay attention. You don't, unless you, unless there's somebody standing in front of you with this massively huge piled up basket and you're like, oh my God, this is going to be three hours. You don't pay attention to who is standing in front of you. You just go and you start putting your things on the conveyor belt and you wait your turn and that's it. And that's it. So all of those things 
I had to wait for the chicken fingers. I had to kill time. I had to stand there and consider, do I want these Oreos? And I took, my God, you know what I just remembered? I took several pictures because I was going to send them to my friend Pam. She was talking about the salted caramel flavor, and I have never been able to find it. And she's saying, oh, my God, they're so addicting. I took several pictures of Oreos so that I could send her and say, look, they have now maple pumpkin spice, maple whatever. They've got mint. They've got peanut butter, dark chocolate, all these flavors of Oreos, but no lemon, which is what the hell? Lemon is so delicious. And none of the salted caramel. And they have 87 different varieties, but none of the ones that I need. So see, I took time to, I just forgot about that until just now. I took time to do that. <laughs> and I looked at the Pop-Tarts and I was looking for the cereal. I didn't go in there for any of those things, except I was kind of thinking of cereal, but that's it. That's it. And so it had to be just the right amount of time in order for me to be right behind that little man. And that, you know, you know, and I'm not making too much of that. Think about that. Think about, he could have just gotten whatever he was getting and he could have been out of that store five or 10 minutes before I even got to the checkout counter. Or he could have still been shopping. You know, if anything had been different, I wouldn't have been there at that moment. So that was such a gift. And I remember you know, just the tears, the cashier kept wiping her eyes and she was ringing me up and I paid, of course, and and I kept crying and I was walking out of the store and the tears were just, you know, I'm not, I wasn't sobbing and I wasn't causing a scene, but, you know, all of these cashiers know me because I'm in there and so they recognize me, of course, and I always talk to them. I'm very jovial, you know, I talk to people, I'm personable, I like to laugh and, hey, how's your day going? And we goof off and whatever. So they all know me. I feel very comfortable there. Obviously, it's my neighborhood store. It's where I shop. Um, and then I sat in my car and then I posted about that. And while I was posting, the tears were running down my face. And of course, I was able to pull myself together and drive home. And I had to get home because I had to start work. I got home about 2.25. And so I was able to sign in and, and get going. And then it's been kind of a busy day so far. But it was just such an amazing opportunity. And I didn't have to look for it. It just presented itself right in front of me. And you know, I guess I do like my magical thinking. And I don't criticize others for theirs. I like my magical thinking. I like to think about, for example, the other shopper that was just standing there watching. She was just standing there watching. She didn't say anything. There was no expression on her face. She was just watching. And these other cashiers that were witnessing this, and then they came over. Just the one, the third one that came just was standing there at the end of the counter as I was, you know, collecting the bags and putting them in my basket and um, saying goodbye to everybody. She didn't say anything, but we were all crying and we all were there. And you don't know who that man was. I don't know who that shopper was. That could have been. It's like I said in the in the podcast, what if that was Elda Barge? And I said, you know, maybe it's your long lost grandma or your dad or whomever. And they don't appear to you as themselves. They come to you as a stranger because they don't want to disrupt your life. And maybe they just want to check on you, see how you're doing. In li- and it's like I said in that podcast, maybe they just want to see if they did a good job raising you. They just want to see how you turned out. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. 
Or, you know, maybe it's like, you know, like they tell you when you're growing up and Santa Claus has his elves and they're keeping track of what you do. Maybe it's, maybe you have a guardian angel. Or maybe it's not even your guardian angel. Maybe it's a different angel that keeps track, that adds up these things. And all of these things are taken into consideration when you get your reward after you die. I don't know. See, again, magical thinking. And I don't even know what I believe about what happens after you die. I've said that before. So, but it's, it's really amazing to think about. And it's lovely to think about that. And whether you believe it or not, kind of beside the point. I don't know if I believe it, but I like to think about it. And you know what's all of that is beside the point though, because the only thing I was going to say the only thing that you know for sure, but you really don't. But the only thing that you have that's in front of you is this is a this is a person in physical form, this is a human being that is in here buying food. Now see, I don't know anything. I don't know if it is. I don't know if it's an angel in human form. You don't know. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's just say that it is, okay? So that I'm not too crazy and too far out on a limb here. It's just another little person that you cared enough about to to do something for them that was so easy for you to do. It wasn't stressful. It didn't it didn't cost me anything. Six dollars and change. And I had so much crap in my basket. Not really a lot. I mean, I think my total was like forty one dollars. But a lot of that. Well, the chicken fingers were seven. I mean, obviously the Oreos were two fifty, the Pop Tarts were two fifty, the cheese was five dollars, so I had two different kinds. None of that was necessary. So yeah, the point is I could easily, easily afford to pay six dollars and change for this little man to have whatever it was he needed. I don't know what he needed, but he had figured it out and budgeted that out and had the the right amount of coins and it was probably going to take every single thing he had in his little fist and that little fist that he had stretched out as he was counting those coins who would ever look at that and not help who would ever look at that and not now there have been times when I have been almost penniless I think probably all of us have had the, the, the lean years where maybe we're between jobs and we're just scraping by. We've all had those moments. And right now where people have been laid off and they're terrified, how are they going to feed their family? How are they going to pay their mortgage? You know, nobody is going to look down on anybody else for not helping someone else. Nobody, because none of us know, and we really do not have any right to judge and we should never judge. So I'm not saying that, but it is absolutely within my means. That's the point of me telling you about the Pop-Tarts and the Oreos. I don't need that shit. And if it came down to it, and you know, sometimes I'll take in, if I do take in cash, I'll figure out what I need and I'll take in a $10 bill or 20. And I know I can't be indulgent. I just have to get what I'm trying to get and that's it. And I'll figure out how much I need and I'll take it in. I would have put those things back. I would have put them back to make sure that he could get what he needed because I didn't need those things. And I can easily run out to the car and get some more money or I can easily run out and get my debit card. There's a Bank of America right there on the corner. I can easily run over there and take some money out, whatever it is. Very, very, very easy for me to do that. So easy to do. You know, it's easy. It's well within my means. That's the point. And and for anyone who who sees that and has the opportunity, you must, 
you must take the opportunity. I'm telling you, if you have never done anything like that before, if you've never helped someone or given to somebody, do. Do, because it is the most amazing feeling. There's nothing like it. Seriously, there's nothing like that feeling. Nothing. Nothing. And we all understand feeling good and doing things that make us happy. No, this is a totally different class. This is a totally different sensation. You feel this in your soul and the happiness and the joy that you feel. I mean, and you're not being arrogant. You're not being cocky. You're not being, you're not doing any, it has nothing to do with that. And I don't tell people about this so that I can self-aggrandize. Oh, look at me. That's not what it's about. I tell you to give this example of what an easy thing that is to have done for someone. And and it, it cost me almost nothing. And also just to say, you know, keep your eyes open. Because honestly, I wasn't paying attention. I didn't even notice him. And as I was putting my stuff on the conveyor belt, you know, I heard and I, I, I could see what was happening, but I wasn't really paying attention. Then all of a sudden it hit me. Oh my God, he's trying to count this change. Because I could hear her, and then he was repeating, okay, four forty-five. Okay, that's four dollars. Okay, four twenty-five. And then it dawned on me. I'm like, oh my god. And I'm like, yeah, I should pay for his. I should pay for for his. And then I did. It was just that easy. So just keep your eyes open, because there are opportunities. You know, the other day, I don't know where I was. Um, oh, maybe I was at Walmart. I'm not sure. Or. A grocery store. There was a, an older lady. She wasn't as old as this little guy, but she was really struggling trying to reach something on the top shelf. And I turned up the aisle. I wasn't going to go. And I said, do you need me to, to help you? I said, I'm a tall one and I can easily reach that. She had gotten it down just then, but we kind of laughed and she thanked me for my help. You know, just little dumb things like that. Just dumb things like that. Be of service. You know, you can see that somebody's struggling and that's such a minor thing. It's dumb. It's it's almost not even worth mentioning, except that it takes no time to offer to help somebody. And you know, it makes them feel seen. You can walk on by. It doesn't mean you're a bad person if you do. It doesn't mean anything. But it's so much nicer if you stop and it doesn't matter that you don't know them. That's even better. A stranger is trying to reach something, a little old person, or it doesn't even have to be an old person. It can be anybody, but they're trying to reach something and they can't and you can. I'm tall. I'm 5'11". It's nothing for me to walk right up and take whatever it is down and hand it to her. Here you go. There you go. No problem. No problem. So easy. So easy. Okay, I'm going to tell you something random off, totally off the subject, but it's weird and I have to mention it because it's just kind of weird. The other day... Actually, I think it was yesterday. It was yesterday. What am I talking about? I decided that I want a Slurpee because I'm kind of obsessed with Slurpees. <laughs> Seriously. That's my fantasy to have a Slurpee machine in my house that will have cherry because cherry Slurpees are the bomb. Anyway, um, I decided I wanted a Slurpee and I also decided I'm going to run to Walmart and buy some frames because I have this beautiful Guy Buffet artwork that I adore. These I have seven prints that are signed and numbered. And then I have a larger print uh, marketplace at St. Remy. And I still need a frame for that. But these seven that my husband bought for me at auction several years ago, I've never framed them. So I wanted to get them framed. 
went in to get that and I was, I got a couple other things. And as I was coming out, I was at my vehicle and some guy is walking from his car that's further up the row. And he goes, oh, you must be Brucey. And I said, I said, no, this is for Brucey because my license plate says for Brucey. Um, I, and I didn't, and he was walking past, he was walking at a pretty good clip. So he just kind of chuckled and smiled and, you know, walked on and he's like, oh, okay. But it was just weird that he would say something to me and I didn't stop and give him the explanation, but I'll give it to you. I've told you before, I bought this vehicle for Brucey. I bought it for him. If it were, were up to me, I would have bought a sedan, but I knew that I needed something that I was going to be able to get a wheelchair in and out of and something that was going to be easy for him to step in and out of that he wouldn't have to duck down with his little weak legs and, you know, wanted it to be easy. So I originally bought a Santa Fe, took it back and ended up getting the Rogue instead, which I absolutely adore. And I've talked about the Bose sound system, which is so incredible and it's amazing. But when I went to get it registered, and that was about a month after he died, um, I'd had the temporary tag and I had to go in and get it registered. And as I was sitting there, um, and I, I was going to get the, the personalized plates anyway, because I did buy it for him. So even if he had remained alive, I would have done the same thing. But I was so excited when I asked about personalized plates and I said, do you, can I do for Brucey? And she checked and she said, yes, that's available. And I remember, of course, you know that I cried. I sat there and just wept and it was just so amazing. So this vehicle is for Brucey. And it was weird because he's asking me, oh, so you must be Brucey. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm a woman. I'm not Brucey. I guess there could be a woman named Brucey. That seems weird, but whatever. <laughs> the guy was middle-aged guy and you know he was chuckling he wasn't being rude or anything but just funny that he would say oh you must be Brucey I'm like nope I bought this for Brucey or I didn't say I bought this I said no this is for Brucey yeah but that's the story I bought this vehicle for Brucey so that's why the plates read for Brucey so anyway yeah so that was yesterday Today at Albertsons, what an amazing day. And it's been pretty busy here at work. It's, it's slowed right down for the last little while that I've been doing the podcast. No phone calls, no emails, which is really nice because it's been very steady the whole time I've been here, which is also weird. Seven phone calls in the first couple of hours, which is crazy. I didn't get any phone calls yesterday at all. So yeah. And then I'm off for three days and I've been unpacking and really starting to set my place up even more. And that's been really nice. So anyway, $6 and change to, to, to make that little man's day to help make his day a little easier to help make his life a little easier. Yeah. So sweet. So if you have the opportunity, take it. Yeah, if you have the opportunity, take it. And you don't have to go out looking around. I wasn't looking. I almost, like I said, I almost didn't notice. But if something occurs to you, follow that impulse. Because you are the one. You are the one that benefits. The other person will. The recipient will, of course. But really, you're the one who benefits most from that. And it will stay with you and it will mean everything to you in your heart, truly. All right, I'm going to end this now. 
And um, yeah, I hope you have a wonderful day, evening, morning, whatever it is you're doing. Be kind to each other. And um, yeah, that's it. I'll talk to you later. Bye.